Hi everyone and welcome to the Private Practice with Soul podcast. This is the first podcast for counsellors that just don't align with the traditional approaches to business and that want to use their spiritual gifts, talents and interests to create, you guessed it, a private practice with soul. So look, leave it to me to provide you with everything you need, including strategies that you can use to increase your income, reduce your workload and of course increase inquiries and referrals to your beautiful soul-led private practice. I love it so much. If you haven't done it already, grab your journal, grab your pen and let's begin. Lovely therapist, thank you for being with me for an episode today of the Private Practice with Soul podcast. I'm so pleased that you are because we're going to dive into one of the things that's not really discussed, but um, it's just you and I here now in the safety of our own little bubble that we've created. So I'm just going to go ahead and say what's on my mind. (laughs) Um, And that is in my experience of being a private practice coach and being a private practice supervisor and coach and mentor and facilitator of both free and paid groups. One of the things that I've noticed just because I've been on both sides of the fence, okay, I was a psychologist, as you know, for nearly 20 years before moving more fully into this counselling space. And what I've observed and what I've experienced is that um, not in the industries, but within the peer networks, I've noticed that there's really quite a big difference between how psychologists treat each other and how counsellors treat each other it's it's quite alarming actually um i guess the backstory for me is that um when i i was very late to facebook okay and i was even more late to the idea of facebook groups but i went into them with um allied health right so there were other allied health practitioners in many of these groups and by and large, I mean, there's always the odd exception to the rule, but by and large, people treated each other very respectfully. Um, and yeah, I mean, just little things like there was respect. Um, nobody was really tearing anybody down. Nobody was really allowing that to happen. Um, it was just different I guess it was just really really different and also if anybody was sharing their PD and things like that and they were sharing about the price in that sort of community there there was very rarely any pushback and there was very rarely anybody trying to I don't know do the whole tall poppy thing and and pull people down Um, it just didn't seem to happen in that professional space there The other thing that I noticed was when I was delivering services like groups uh, for professionals, um, like supervision for professionals, mentoring for professionals in that space, um, all the contact from people was also very professional and courteous and respectful. Um, Also, one of the things that I noticed was that it was very rarely that 
a health professional would go into one of those communities and ask for free things or complain about, um, you know, having to pay for, for Zoom or, you know, not so much complaining about things like that. You know, it's just kind of a given, I think, by and large, that those things are, you know, tools of trade and we need them. And I think... I don't know, for the most part, most people, most health professionals understand that, yes, apart from your education, if you want to start a private practice, of course, you're going to need to pay for some things. And so there wasn't that much discussion and dialogue around fees. There wasn't bullying about fees. Nothing really was happening like that until more sort of toward the end of my time, which you would know all about that from other podcast episodes, so I won't go into it, but it was the whole clinical versus, you know, psychologist and, you know, discrepancies with pays and all that. That came in at the end. But prior to that, everything was just in, re- in those things that I've just shared there, pretty respectful. And I guess I just took it for granted because when I moved more into the counselling space, I just assumed because it was my experience that the counselling community was going to be the same. So it was quite, it was almost like having a bucket of cold water tipped over me when I realised that, oh my gosh, it's kind of brutal in here and why are people treating each other like this and you can't talk to another professional like that and why are people leaving their, you know, manners at the door and, and respect at the door and they're just coming in here and, you know, bullying people and just being horrible, like fee shaming, you know, you can't charge that fee and, um. It, it, it was really, I can understand why counsellors, you know, struggle when it comes to setting a fee or raising one when they've been exposed to a community of, of people of all various qualifications and all of that sort of stuff I know, but that haven't been overly supportive. I think the other thing too is that, and it's just my opinion, but I really think if counsellors want to be taken seriously, they need to start behaving more seriously. I mean, more professionally, not seriously. They need to be behaving more professionally in the way that they show up in these groups and in the way that they communicate with each other. Because I can, I would never do it, but I've got that many emails and messages in my account from people in those groups and the horrible way so many of them that send in the emails or the messages speak to me, speak about each other. Um, do you know what I mean? It's so critical and so quick to tear each other down. And I'm not used to these rules. I've got to tell you, like when I grew up, there was no fighting in my family. I was the eldest of six children to a single mother. Um, well, she wasn't single until I was 11, but whatever. But there was never any arguing. We never did hair pulling. We never did fighting. We were never calling each other. That just didn't happen when I was growing up. Um, And, of course, it didn't really happen that much when I was growing up and I was, you know, living my life. I've, I've never really been exposed to that level of just horridness never and so because it's unfamiliar to me I often don't know how to respond to it it catches me off guard it can upset me it can make me um not feel mad or angry but it can confuse me like I'm like 
why would this person speak to me like that? <laughs> and here's an example. Like um, somebody went into, I've got a $7 membership, right? Someone went into the membership and she downloaded everything because I can see what's going on behind the scenes of my membership, right? So she downloads everything and then she <laughs> says she wanted a refund. <laughs> She's a counsellor in one of my groups. That's pretty well known. And I was like kind of explaining to her, well, no, <laughs> you've downloaded everything. <laughs> um, but then it just, she became really nasty and, and the language, I mean, I've just never seen some of this stuff before and it blew my mind and she's not the only one that's done that of course um and it happens like I get that it happens but also getting messages from um like private messages from people in our groups that aren't saying very nice things about some of the other members and you know I'm just not used to to that either and you know, I have to spend a lot of time shutting things down, shutting conversations down um, behind the scenes before they get to groups and stuff like that. But um, it's something that I, I've really noticed. And the other thing that I've really noticed is just a lack of support. Like when I was in the um, psychologist community and with the allied health professionals um, people would encourage each other with their fees and people would support each other with their fees but and I'm just using that as an example one example because I see a lot in um, some of my groups uh, with the counsellors and what can happen in some of my groups with the counsellors is people will talk about a fee and they get set upon by, by other counsellors and I think why aren't you all helping each other and supporting each other like there's no unity and there's no cohesion and I'm doing my very very best to make these groups and, and these communities um, spaces that lift people up you know I want to make sure that all the counsellors feel resourced I want to make sure that they have everything that they need right there in their back pocket to make important informed decisions about how they want to work about their career about modalities that they want to use institutions they want to study with um, even setting up a private practice I want to give them all of the support in the world but I have to tell you, there are times when I really do wonder whether or not some people are cut out to be counsellors. And I would just, you know, um, I know this podcast isn't for everyone, but um, if it is landing for you, I want you to know that I'm sharing this with love for you because I want you to be seen as professional. But if you don't behave in a professional way, then it's going to be very, very difficult for you to do things like uh, help more people you know and the other thing too is when I put my you know other hat on and I think about things in terms of you know the law of oneness I really want you to to stop and think if you've ever sent a, a mean message a nasty message if you've done one of those if you're guilty of doing one of those comments in the groups or whatever um, moving forward I would love for you to you know tap into your inner wisdom and just take a pause before you get on your keyboard and write something because you know what once you've written something it's out there in the world forever um, and I don't want you to ever write something that you're going to regret um, do you know what I mean like 
I'm aware that there was an incident in one of the groups, um, I think it was last year, and it got quite heated and some people were just saying the most horrible things. And as a result of that, now there are members in the community that didn't participate in a discussion, but they witnessed everything and now they will not refer a client to those people who were speaking in a really horrible way. So you have to remember that even when you're operating, um, uh, operating, even when you're involved in an online community, you may not technically be at work. However, you are representing your business. And I think that's really helpful for you to remember because sometimes we can feel triggered and sometimes we can want to like quickly jump in and, and voice our opinion about something. But when we do so, people are looking at our business and they're making decisions about whether or not you're somebody that they want to have as a supervisor. They're wondering whether or not they want to work with you as a coach. They're wondering whether or not they're going to send a client your way. So your behavior in an online forum or when you're emailing people or when you're sending people private messages is just as important as when you're in the room with a client on the couch it is just as important so I want to share with you some things that may help you if you are somebody who gets triggered easily and who struggles to you know or maybe regrets what she says in in groups or in emails and things like that I want to give you some um, guidelines and you may like them, you may not. It, it, do you know what? Even if only one helps you, that's so good. Um, because I really, 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 really want you all to have thriving, flourishing private practices this year. But I have to be honest, if if and you know who you are, if some of you continue to behave like this, it's going to be really hard for you to build your businesses. So I want to give you... Um, seven little dot points so if you have your podcast journal um, now would be a great time for you to go and get that and I'm just going to start talking about them but the first one is to be mindful like I don't know maybe something happens and it triggers you right and maybe I don't know, maybe something happens and you get triggered. You see a comment about fees in the group, for example, and somebody's wanting to charge more than you, but in your mind, they're not as qualified as you and that really bugs you. And your first instinct is to go and, you know, write something. What I would love for you to try is to pause. I want you to have a thoughtful pause. That's all mindfulness is. I just want you to have a really thoughtful pause because when you're in that pause, you can become more present in the moment, which will help you to become less reactive to the trigger. Okay. And do you know what? Even I get triggered with stuff. Um, but what I've learned to do is instead of a pause just for a moment, I will take a pause now for 24 hours and I will either take that pause independently or I will communicate to somebody. Um, you know, I've acknowledged, I'm acknowledging that I've read this or I've got this. Please give me 24 hours to respond. So 
allow yourself time because what can happen is when you're feeling really triggered I don't know about you but for me it sets off like a domino effect within me of all the things like um, my heart starts racing and I get hot and um, I I get breathy and I want to move and you know it's creating fear in me now and all that's doing is making my legs want to run and you know it's it's putting all its energy into flight or fight and it's not helping me think clearly so I don't want to respond to something if I'm not in a clear frame of mind. So maybe something like that could be helpful. The other thing that I do that could work for you too is setting boundaries um, for myself in my business. Like not only doing things such as like, do you know every year I've um, been reducing the number of clients that I see and I've done it again this year and I've reduced the number of days that I work. I also do things like schedule regular breaks and now I'm scheduling I don't know, like regular floats in the float tank and regular um, salt things and regular meditation. So I'm doing those kinds of things. But I think when it comes to being triggered and wanting to maintain, you know, an ability and a capacity to be soul driven, soul informed, soul guided, you're not going to be soul guided in a response if you're flying off the handle, right? So Give yourself time to let those physiological symptoms settle down and then connect with your higher self, connect with your higher conscious. Ask, what is a nice way to write this email? What is a nice way of expressing a concern here? What is a kind way? Because do you know what? You want to have a reputation for being kind, thoughtful, caring, compassionate. And remember too, when you're feeling triggered, you're caught in ego and you're caught in fear and you're really only thinking about yourself and how much this other person, whoever they are, has wronged you or or done the wrong thing. But when you allow yourself to set a boundary around your time to respond, it gives you an opportunity to sit and also think about what could be going on for that other person right what could be going on for the person that said this thing or that did that thing or behave like that you know I know um, so many people in our counseling community have shared with me that they themselves struggle with their own mental health now what's to say that the person that you've got a problem with doesn't also have a mental health problem and is doing their level best and maybe they've made a mistake how is you attacking that person who's doing her best who may have made a mistake how does that reflect on you and how is that you having a private practice with soul it's not right but if you give yourself that boundary of a time to pause a time to connect and reflect then maybe you can consider I wonder if there might be something that's been going on for her, for for them, for this person um, that might have led to this. And, you know, how can I respond in a way that is kind and compassionate? And if you get really stuck with it, 
and you still don't know how to write a message in Messenger or Instagram or an email or um, a comment on a group post or something like that, if you still don't know how to do that, um, you know, maybe that's a sign to step back because there's still something there for you that could be processed differently or that's asking to be processed and looked at, right? The third thing is um, taking care of your own physical and emotional well-being can really help you in terms of showing up in the way that you want your practice to be seen. And what I mean by that is when you're well-rested, well-fed and watered and, and all of the things and you're in healthy relationships and, and life's going great, the way you show up in those online communities, the way you conduct yourself on email or messenger or on comments in groups and stuff like that is going to be very different to the way you conduct yourself if you're not well nourished, if you're not feeling good about yourself, if your confidence is down, if you're full of self-doubt, if you're self-critical, if you're um, tired, if you're stressed out, you know, that's going to be a totally different response again. So when it comes to doing things like attracting referrals and attracting clients and you know now that your peers are going to be a bigger influence of referring clients to you than a doctor, doesn't it make sense for you to take better care of yourself so that you can represent your company, you can represent your practice in the best light possible, in the way you want it to be seen? The fourth thing that I do and, um, you know, I hope that it's something you'll think about doing yourself if you're not already, but is really engaging in some self-reflection um, and you don't have to journal. I just like journaling because it's powerful for me, but you could meditate um, or you could just contemplate things. Um, but I would really love for you to start reflecting on hmm, okay, this thing's happened, this person's done this or this person said this and this is my experience of it. Why is this bugging me? Why is this getting under my skin so much? And allowing yourself to reflect on what's going on here. And you could also ask yourself, I noticed that my instinct was to bite back. I noticed that my instinct was to be angry and just spit it all out I noticed that my instinct was to get really mad and just whack at the keyboard I wonder what that was about I noticed a surge of energy come through me when I read this comment in the Facebook group hmm that's super interesting why was I having that reaction like allowing yourself to have that self-reflection supports your emotional intelligence it really supports the development of your emotional intelligence um, and it can really help you improve the way that you communicate with other peers and professionals in the counseling space number five i want you to remind yourself that nobody's perfect no one's perfect. We're all human and we're all going to make mistakes. We're all going to say things that we regret or that we don't mean or that we're embarrassed about or that we're ashamed of or whatever it is. And I want you to know that it's absolutely normal for that to happen. And you don't have to leave it there either. 
there's always space for you to connect with somebody and apologize or there's always space for you to go and delete that comment that you're not proud of making or there's always space for you to clarify what you really meant right there's always space for bridge bridges to be built and for that repair work to be done as counselors as therapists your whole Business is built on the ability to relate to people in a way that's better, more effective than than any other occupation. This is what you do. You hold space. You care for people. You have empathy for people. You don't judge people. How come you can do it in a session, but then when it comes to your peers, it's like, you know, a free for all. That's not okay. And I'm sharing this with you again, just to reiterate, I want you to have a successful business. So it means that we need to be more mindful of how we communicate with each other as professionals. Okay. So if you have erred, there's always opportunity for you to go back and make amends. And I think that when you do that, when you take that action, That will go a long way to fostering the start of a a new type of relationship with that person. And who knows what that could lead to, right? It might just be a really flourishing, blossoming, peer-to-peer relationship that you have that just perhaps started off bumpy or rocky, okay? Number six is, you know, if you struggle with... um, I was going to say controlling yourself. <laughs> I'm struggling to control my mouth at the moment. I'm not editing what I'm saying. Um, if you struggle with, um, I don't know, behaving in a way that feels really, uh, that you can be proud of, um, that you'll be happy for a third party to read and see. Um, if you struggle with that from time to time, well, guess what? You've got supervision and your supervisor is an amazing resource to help you with this, right? Supervision isn't only about the cases. I mean, it's mainly about your clients, but there's also space within that supervision container for you to talk about this. It's professional development really, isn't it? And we're just coming back to really um, basic communication and you are excellent at communicating you are I'm sure if I spoke to your clients they're going to rave to me about how you make them feel seen and heard and held and supported and not judged and all the things but you need to be able to do this for your peers as well for your supervisor for your coach for your mentor for whoever you need to all be able to do it for each other because you all wear different hats I wear different hats right no one's better than than anybody else I'm just saying that you can support yourself by seeking out supervision Um, and it may be embarrassing to go to your supervisor and say hey do you know what I've noticed that the the past few weeks that I've been in this group or whatever it is I've not being very nice to people or, or I've said some things that I, I really regret and I just kind of want to unpack that a little bit and, and dig to the bottom of it because I don't want to do this anymore. I understand now that the way I show up online 
is a direct representation of my business and I need to fix this because you know what I need bookings I need referrals um, and in order for me to get those things I need to be showing up in a way that's going to attract them and then that's just one example I know there's more to it than that but and then the last thing too is um, really remember the importance of having compassion for yourself. Like it's absolutely okay for you to say, you know what, I stuffed up, I effed up, I I made a real mess of that, I'm so embarrassed, this isn't me, I don't know why I did that, um, I regret this. Remember that it's okay for you to, to say, do you know what? you're human and you can fix it and there are things that you can do and it's not the end of the world and it's okay and you are supported and you know what if you're going to make a mistake a counsellor's space is the best place to make one in because counsellors in inverted commas should be um, so supportive and so understanding more so than any other industry so there's seven things that I would like you to just take a note of but I guess the the first one is probably the most important one in terms of sequence because a lot of the time when we're triggered we don't see it coming it comes out of the blue and I want to support you in breaking the habit of just responding without giving yourself time to pause a journal prompt or a reflection prompt to maybe contemplate or, or meditate on could be, you know, if I was truly running my business in a way that was guided by my inner wisdom, by my soul, by my higher consciousness, how would I respond to this situation? What would a compassionate response look like? What would a soul-informed response look like to me? Would it be compassionate? Would it be seeking to understand? Would it have blame? Would it not? Would it have judgment? Would it not? Would it attack? Would it support? Do you know what I mean? Think about that and, um, you know, just allow yourself to step into this new phase of your business with the understanding that the way you speak online, whether it's messages to each other, messages in groups, emails to each other, whatever it is, I've seen it all, trust me. And we need to shift things if we're going to raise each other up in our profession. Um, I really want you to remember that everything you type onto that device or laptop or stays there forever and becomes a direct representation of your private practice. So moving forward, connecting with your values of your practice and maybe even before you respond to things, ask yourself, I'm about to respond to this comment, does this align with my value of helping people does it align with my value of being non-judgmental does it align with my value of integrity does it align with whatever your values are does it align with my value of gratitude um, does it align with my value of being helpful did I say that one already <laughs> I don't know <laughs> but you understand what I'm saying so I think um, this is a really 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 important conversation for us to have and I'm so thankful that you listened to it and do you know what it may not 
apply to you at all. Um, but, and there may be other people who are like, yeah, I kind of get where she's coming from here. And I there is space for me to make some change in how I sh- And there might be other people that are like, oh, my gosh, I didn't even think about it like that. I didn't even realise. Never occurred to me that when I'm, you know, sharing my opinion um, about something in, in the online space that I'm actually representing my business. Oh, my gosh. And maybe the pennies dropped. And that's what I really, really want. I want you to be seen as the professionals that you are. And for that to happen, we need to be more mindful of how we support each other and how we communicate with each other. Okay, so I hope that this was a really, really helpful episode. And again, I just want to honor you so much for sticking with me on a really difficult, raw topic. I'm so, 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 so thankful that you're here. Um, And thank you so much for being part of a beautiful, beautiful community. Have a beautiful day, everyone. Bye for now. I hope that you loved this episode as much as I loved putting it together for you. To get more resources to help you in your private practice, head over to Instagram. My handle is at the private practice coach. And also, if you want more inquiries and referrals for your business, let me know. I have a program called Clients on Demand that opens every quarter, and I can absolutely get you some information for that as well. You are doing an amazing job. Thank you for sharing your gifts with the world. Bye.